guys, welcome back to another episode of the Arsenio Buck Perspective. And here I am today, your host, Arsenio, and we're going to be diving into the real good stuff. Guys, today we're going to be talking about developing your mental intelligence. All right. And we're also going to speak about self-awareness. And so you're going to get the best of both worlds today. You're going to get a lot of actionable steps in what happens when you do neglect that. This is critical, guys. First, let me break this down. Systematic, okay, disciplined study and education. All right. So if I go over this chart right here, okay, we have continuous systematic disciplined study and education. Then you have cultivation of self-awareness. And then, of course, learning by teaching and doing. I've already given you guys an example of what I've been doing since the dawn of my podcasting days when this was the Arsenio Buck Show, January 3rd, 2016. I was learning how to overcome things in my personal life and the bout of racial discrimination. But it was so deep-rooted. And so there were so many things that I had to start doing, which I began doing this year to overcome things that are genealogical. And so you guys already know exactly how I do this. I literally read about this and then I speak about it and I write about it. I get four stages of memory right then and there. Now you guys already know about that, right? So again, going into the whole self-awareness so that one can make assumptions explicit and think outside the box, such as what's been happening with me over the past couple of weeks and outside the comfort zone. And then you have third, learning by teaching and learning by doing. I've already said that. So if we look at the continuous systematic discipline study and education, what I have here is a quote. It says, people who have made a commitment to continual learning, growth, and improvement are those who have the ability to change, adapt, and flex with the changing realities of life. Also become fundamentally equipped to produce in any area of life. Guys, how many times have you heard me say it? If you're the same person you were 365 days ago, you have not improved whatsoever. And we get one life, one life. So are you just going to sit there and continue doing the same things over and over, expected different results? Of course not. So our only real economic security lies in our power. Some of you need to hear that one more time. Our own or our only real economic security lies in our power. Let's go. Guys, at the dawn of COVID, what was I stressing out about? Where was I putting all my attention? And things that I could not change rather than doubling down on the things that I had already known. Why is it that, you know, I was just speaking about, uh, speaking with a guy yesterday from Mauritius and he was saying, oh my God, you're very popular. And then speaking with a scientist from the Philippines and another nurse from the Philippines this morning. Guys, do you understand that the people I'm around now and the people I'm helping spur on success. I'm now getting messages from people in Turkey saying, hey, I need coaching hours. I'm getting messages from a, um, a Pakistani mother living in Abu Dhabi and her mother over here uh, and her child over here on the same line saying, oh my God, mom, you're speaking as a disaster and us having a huge laugh about it. Guys, I am now that person. My economic security lies in my own power. That's all there is to it. See, our security does not lie in our organization or our jobs. See, because disruptive technologies may simply make them irrelevant. As you guys can see right now, 
You know, Robert Kiyosaki on his Twitter has been having freakouts. People have been saying, hey, are you taking your meds? Because he's saying, oh, my God, Zoom's going to overtake teachers next year. No, you actually need teachers to teach on Zoom. Zoom is not AI. Okay, so that's not happening right now. This is why I'm going to be getting into the AR and VR game. But nonetheless, if we have strong, active, alert, growing, learning minds, even if you want to learn a language, guys, just imagine back in 2012, 2011, when I had such an unfathomable fascination for countries such as Japan and Korea. If I was that curious then, I mean, now, as I was then, I would have learned hiragana, kanji, and karakana, just like that. Why? Because I was unbelievably curious. I didn't have nothing. There was nothing in the technological world eight years ago. We had the garbage Rosetta Stone. Now I could continuously, I could literally watch Japanese Netflix series, take notes, and listen over and over and over while watching it in English and jotting down notes in both hiragana, karakana, and kanji. See, you can do the same thing. See, only 4% of the British population speak a foreign language. Most Americans say, no, I don't want to speak, I don't want to speak Spanish because this is America. You need to speak American. They literally say you need to speak American. This is how ignorant some people are out there. Just giving you guys a nice rundown of it. But do you understand that if you're sorry ass, your neighbors next door, your beautiful neighbors to the South, okay, Mexicans, if you just learn Spanish, do you understand you are keeping your brain young. Do you guys not know of Jim Quick? He has said this on so many different occasions. Just do the little things, learn the little, I'm not even talking about going into personal development. I'm just talking about just learning about something. <sighs> the concept that mental IQ is a fixed commodity, it's bullshit, okay? The more the mind is used, the stronger it becomes. What do you think? Do you think fucking Steve Jobs and Jeff Bezos and all these other guys are just lucky? They're not lucky. Who is it? Oh, my God. What's his name? Uh, the investor. Warren Buffett. Do you know Warren Buffett? I don't know how many books he reads a month, but let's just say he reads a handful at least. Keeping your brain young. This is exactly what Les Brown read. This is exactly what Les Brown used to say in his presentations back in the late 80s and the early 90s. Guys, what was that? What, what is that? Uh, there was a quote and there was a repetition and a static TV in the movie Get Out. And that, stat, and that static was, the mind is a terrible thing to waste. The mind is a terrible thing to waste. No shit. Do you guys understand how powerful that is? So now that you're aware that the mind is a terrible thing to erase, what are you going to do to start using it? Yes, turn back and listen. Hey, hey, I'm, hey, check this out. I just watched the movie Bloodshot, Vin Diesel. Love Vin Diesel. Love the Mexican actri uh, actress. The African-American guy, uh, I think his name is Lamoris or something Morris. He played an amazing British accent. That was the first movie I watched in, uh, in 30 days. I don't have time to do that because at night I'm always doing my, 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 cool, my cool it down routine. I'm always doing things that will better me or make me, a, 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 I could create a better tomorrow. Yes, there are times that I just want to sit back like on a Friday night, get some pizza, watch a movie, and just purge myself from technology for 12 hours to get up and hit it in the morning, Saturday morning. Yes, I have that. But at the same time, we got to tune back on all of that noise. 
right? Start, re man, a lot of people like, you know what? And again, if you're not developing, what are you doing? People say, oh, personal development, I think. I don't know, I don't know what fool would even try to, to denigrate personal development. That would be an absolute travesty to the world because those are the same losers that complain about just about everything in life. Alas, my uh, uh, nuclear family. But <laughs> to be honest with you, this is the only way you're gonna get outside your comfort zone. And through when you get outside your comfort zone, you're going to realize how vast this world is. There it is. So another interesting, helpful learning style is to break down the presentations you hear or books you read into four areas, right? You got first the purpose, second main point, third validation, and then your fourth application. I'll repeat that one more time. Presentations, podcasts, what you're hearing right now, books, audio books, whatever you can find. Now, if we look at a lot of different things like Goldcast or amazing Goldcast like Terry Crews and Rock and Dwayne the, the Rock Johnson and all that, but at the end of the day, it's how you show up every day. Remember the guy? I will never forget that cup of coffee. One of the greatest presentations ever. Because he said at the very end, the goal, the main idea, the main point is it all depends how you show up. It all depends how I show up on this podcast right here, right now. Again, examples, stories, whatever it may be. Stephen Covey, he said, I found that by training your mind to think in this way, while you listen or read, it's amazing how well and accurately you can capture and understand the material. Almost to a point, you'll be able to make a presentation out of it. Fundamentally, everyone and all of you are going to have to decide for yourself. Kid, what is the best way to maintain that education, that continued education, right? And a knowledge worker, knowledge-based worker, you guys heard it from the, of course, podcast from before. This is why it's so important. People have to look carefully. You don't have to go to university and do all this. That's all industrial-based mindsets. We are not living in the 70s and 80s anymore. COVID happened. Universities are scrambling, trying to say, oh my God, everything's gonna be down this year. We're gonna have to go online. We're gonna lose a lot of money. Good, good. No more bullshit, no more, oh, I'm gonna go get a BA in business management and a master's in business, business administration and work as a teacher, getting paid next to nothing at an international school in South Korea, in Busan. You guys get what I'm saying? Your degrees are always gonna be undervalued. Become a knowledge worker. So, in saying that, let's scoot, let's scoot on over, it, 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 it's that, that, that strong burning desire, I always say that, that burning desire, those words have been in me for such a long time. Those are the Napoleon Hill words. Do you, I have that burning desire to get up and change lives every single day. A cultivation, now, let's get into it. Oh, and again, there's a lot of distractions out there. Do you understand what I'm saying? So be aware of that. I've turned off my notifications all day today. I'm like, eh, I'm good. Let's call it a core day, a day where I get a lot of podcasts and a lot of things done. I do not get on my phone whatsoever. My phone is charging in my room, and, you, you, and, and that's the end of it. 
There haven't been, there weren't any messages on Facebook, just a couple of them of a couple of people inquiring about my services. And that is all. I'm going to start writing the follow-ups beginning tomorrow. There's no reason for, I posted everything on Instagram and over here, over there, that's all I need. And so now let's go into cultivate. You guys got to get rid of those uh, distractions. So now officially going on to the cultivation of self-awareness. See, Gary V was one of those people where Larry King asked him, he said, how can you develop self-awareness? He said, I don't know. Well, I'm going to give you the idea right now. You're going to get yourself a piece of paper, pause the podcast, get yourself a piece of paper. Let me break this down and you're going to do an exercise. See, self-awareness, it involves all four intelligences, right? It's unique as hell. We know that. It's essentially another word for the space between stimulus and response, like I taught you guys about three podcasts ago. The space where you can pause and then make a choice or a decision. See, cultivating self-awareness by trying to understand and make explicit our underlying assumptions, theories, paradigms, is without any question one of the highest leverage activities we can be involved in. Because we're always making those assumptions, right? And because they are very implicit. That means we are unaware that we are making them. By making them explicit instead of implicit, we can make a huge, we can make huge quantum leaps. We can learn to think outside the box. So here we go. Here's an illustration right out of the book, the nine dot exercise. Look at your paper. You can make this however you want, but it's like tic-tac-toe three in a row. Okay. But so it's going to be three by three. Okay. Three vertical, three horizontal. So total you have nine dots. Okay. Make the nine dot exercise. Now, without lifting your pen from the paper, draw four straight connected lines that go through all nine dots, okay? Again, I'll tell you that. Draw four connected lines that go through all nine dots, okay? Not five, because I know a lot of you are thinking, ooh, maybe if I go from down left up to straight and then right down, the no, that's five. I'm talking four. So you can pause this podcast, come back. So if you're having trouble, try it again. But this time, think outside the box. You've probably assumed that your lines have to stay inside the box. You see what I mean? Think outside the box. See, you drew a box with those nine dots, right? But you're probably assuming, and you probably assume that your lines have to stay inside the box. That's where the expression think outside the box originates. Notice what you're doing now, okay? You're thinking about your own thinking. No animal can do that. That's why no animal can reinvent itself. Only you can. Why? We can examine our assumptions. So here we go. If we do this again, we can actually, uh, oh my God, it just depends where you actually started, but you can go straight up and then you can literally, okay, so let's just, oh my God, it's so hard to explain this. So from the left, bottom left, you start, you go up, go outside the box as if there's a fourth dot above the dot at the very top. Then you're going to go diagonal, okay? And from there, man, it gets a little bit more confusing. I mean, I, I would have to like illustrate this, but basically you would be looking at this outside the box as if there are two additional dots. One at the top left above the top left 
and another one at the bottom right, right of the last one at the bottom right. So again, let me do this again. Draw one straight line through all nine dots. Now examine your mind. I know it's crazy, right? I'll repeat that. Draw one straight line through all nine dots. Now examine your mind. What are you assuming? One straight line through all nine dots? You can't rearrange the dots. They have to go through the same nine dots. What are you assuming? So again, what this does is that self-awareness of you asking yourself the questions that taps into all four intelligences. Again, like I said before, it's like the space between what happens, the stimulus, and the response. The choice you have to make. So the whole deal of this exercise is not completing it, but it's you thinking outside the box rather than thinking inside the box. So again, I'm gonna give you this last quote to top this bad boy off, okay? And I think it's absolutely important for you guys to hear this. Stephen Covey wrote in his book, he said, whole communities are experiencing confusion and vertigo in values. Families are being stressed as never before. Our engine to meet these challenges is the mind, the power to think. When it is neglected, the body itself will suffer. As someone has put it before, if you think education is expensive, just try ignorance. So the moral imperative here of life is to grow or die. The half-life of many professions is just a few years. So if we transfer our responsibility, okay, from, for our mental development to our employing organization, we, we become increasingly codependent and may become professionally obsolete. It reduces our capacity to earn, right? We might lose our jobs. Is what, what, obviously, this is what's happening around the world right now. The body deteriorates more rapidly. We die earlier. So what is the impact on the heart, on the relationships? When we neglect the mind and its constant development, we're governed more and more by ignorance, by prejudice, by stereotyping, by labeling. It can lead to a lot of different, let's say, provincial thinking, narcissism, paranoia, myopic point of view, right? Uh, Narrow-mindedness, self-focus. This is like the 36-year-old the beautiful Chinese uh, girl. Apparently, she's going to be getting married soon. I had no idea that she had a boyfriend when she was even here. It certainly didn't seem like it. But she was like, oh, I'm too old. I'm too old. I can't do anything. I'm too old. I said, you're 36. You're 36. I gave her words of inspiration. She's like, oh, my God, you should be a life coach. I'm like, are you understanding? Can you just do away with the bullshit-ass perception of what is going on out there in China, please? So let's just talk about spirit real quick so I can top this off. What is the impact on the spirit when we stop learning? Well, the conscious first becomes numbed and dulled, finally silence, because it constantly tells us to learn and to grow. We lose both a sense of vision and life and the struggle to find our voice, both of which are primary sources of our passion in life. We find the wisdom, literature, boring, uninspiring, even irrelevant. And this is what happens, okay, to mention neglecting the, the development of mind. That's what I just told you. So what can you do right now? Something actionable. Well, guys, 
if I could follow something more systematic, I definitely can. Um, I write things down that I need to, you know, do throughout the day and whatnot, but I'm talking about my learning. Cause let me give you an example. Just yesterday, I was home all day. Yes, I went to the gym. I put myself through one of the most grueling workouts ever, whereas my throat was hurting for like 10 minutes. It was ridiculous. But after that, I came home and it just felt like I was very stagnant. Why? I didn't listen to Eric Thomas. I didn't listen to podcasts. I didn't listen to the audiobook uh, High Performance Habits. Uh, I didn't get, yes, I was engaging with people from around the world, but I wasn't working on myself. I wasn't learning. This is why it's important for me to do podcasts every day because when I, when I speak, I give examples and I even have my aha moments as well as you. I learn by teaching, man. I learn by doing in whatever language, because I see a lot of people, there's like 20 countries right now who have been listening to my podcast since it has launched on this platform about a couple weeks ago. Think about it, man. A lot of this information, it's not available in your language. So if you start teaching people in your language about this, there it is. This is more of a by, well, the people are more of a byproduct. And, you know, um, this is still, you know, a passion project of me learning about me. I do the inspirational Mondays and Tuesdays and Fridays, and I'm soon going to start bringing on Mira Butler. She's going to be coaching me. That's right, life coaching about something specific. You guys are going to learn so much from that because a lot of you are probably going to be going through those, will have gone through those same things, such as what I've been going through. This is pivotal, guys. This is the next big step. So, in saying that, thank you so much for tuning in to another. The Arsenio, uh, the Arsenio Buck Perspective Podcast. The next podcast is going to be about developing emotional intelligence. So stay tuned for that. And as always, I am your crazy host, over and out.